we're artists and everybody listen to this. If you're starting something from nothing and you're creating something of value, you're creating something that can impact the world, you're an artist. You are listening to Off the Struggle Bus, a podcast where we talk to millennials in public service and experts in personal finance. I'm your host, MJ. With over 10 years in local government, nonprofits, and national campaigns, I'm here to make you feel less alone in getting your money right. I cannot believe we've been at this for a month. If you've heard all the episodes so far, thank you for your support. I feel the need to take a step back and give you some context. Off the Struggle Bus is a byproduct of me trying to figure out my money, but it is also a creative outlet that offsets the content of what I look at on the daily. I'm the Chief Information Officer for a nonprofit called PublicWise. We work on equity and democracy. And if you're curious about what we do, check out publicwise.org and insurrectionindex.org. I would be doing a disservice if I didn't remind you all that we are less than three weeks from the midterm elections. Your vote matters because very scary people are about to get into local offices that you don't realize affect your day-to-day life for years to come. Look up your voting information at vote.org. Secondly, I am reminding you that we have until October 31st to fill out the PSLF limited waiver. This is separate and in addition to the Biden-Harris loan forgiveness of up to $20,000. Don't leave that money on the table. Go to studentaid.gov PSLF. Now to our guest this week, Hassan Thomas, CEO and founder of FYI Fly for your information, financial literacy, and investing. They have an award-winning podcast and apps to help you manage your money. We talk about the art that is podcasting, working through disappointment, building with the builders, and how Mamba mentality can be applied to personal finance. Here's my conversation with Hassan. Thank you so much, first of all, for your time today to talk. Of course, of course. You know I got to come talk to my girl MJ and chop it up with you about some fin lit. (laughs) (laughs) What are you up to these days? Can you talk about your latest project? For sure, for sure. So as of now, FY Fly is focusing on two things. Our podcast, our award-winning podcast, we actually won Podcast of the Year at the Southern Entertainment Awards this year. Okay. And since then, I'll say me and my co-hosts always knew we were credible and knew we had something. But when winning that award, it showed everyone else that we were credible. It put that credibility in everyone else's eyes. So I think recognition is key for any business, social proof, getting testimonials, not only saying, oh, yeah, my business does this or we do this. Or even if you're out there making impact like we were, having somebody else recognize you and ward you will do great things for your business, for your podcast. So. We're really locking in with season three of the podcast, season three, episode 25, with a total episodes of 76. Wow. We started August 28th of 2020, and since then, we've actually accumulated about 27,000 plus downloads, been listened to in 50 plus countries. While I was at FinCon, I picked up like 17 different guests. (laughs) So 
we're definitely going to be uh, rocking and rolling and knocking out these guests. And then after season three, we're going to repurpose some of the content and put them down into shorter videos, like eight to 10 minute videos of the best content for that podcast. And then we're going to focus on getting sponsorship and then moving into an in-person studio for season four. Okay. Yeah. In so person that's, there in Florida. Yep. 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 I want, I want to go up to Miami. I'm about 45 minutes away from Miami. So if I could set them vibes nice and get some, get a nice studio in Miami, it's going to be lit. It's going, it's going to be lit. The other big thing that we're working on right now is my second book. My first book from college to COVID. 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I'm actually working on my second book called From College to COVID to Recession, A Guide to Making and Managing Your Money During an Economic Downfall. That is so needed. Facts, facts. (laughs) So what I did there was, I'm not an expert in economy. I was 10 during the last recession in 2008. You know, you know what I, mean? I was 10. So what, a, what am I going to know? So that's why I went out there and I've interviewed five experts on, I've interviewed an economist for the S&P, you know, uh, Standards and Poor, uh, mm-hmm. interviewed a, a financial literacy wellness professor at the University of Georgia, interviewed a CEO of a big financial literacy company. So really reaching out to these experts to get their expertise on the recession and economy. Super excited about being able to get their knowledge and put that into the book. And then I'm more of a personal finance guy. So I got y'all when it comes to the how to make the money, how to manage the money. So this book is going to be much needed, much needed, a great read. So excited to see see that come to fruition. I know writing a book is a long process. Oh, yeah. Put your heart and soul into it. People only think of artists as, you know, rappers or singers but if you're you're a podcaster, you're an artist. We're starting something from nothing and then creating something beautiful, providing value to the world. So whether it's a book, whether we're podcasting, whether somebody's creating an NFT out there, you know, we're artists and creative. And so it's just it's a blessing to be in this space. I never thought of it that way, actually. And yes, you're right. <laughs> this is our, our vision and our art. And I think going through FinCon, I was like, is this mm. idea something I'm able to hand off to? Because, you know, there were folks that were there to help podcasters launch their podcasts, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, I I still kind of need to find my voice and set up the feel of the actual podcast, which is why you know, I've started now instead of waiting till January, right? Well, you are artists, MJ. You are artists. <laughs> we 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 some artists here. <laughs> I mean, my husband's an artist and a comedian, right? And so oh, wow. I always think like his art. You know, he's always writing. He's always painting. He's always doing rap stuff, right? And so yeah, but it's, it's the same process. You know, he starts from nothing. There's nothing on his paper on or or on his notes whenever he's you know starting to create jokes. And then mm-hmm. you see the you see him going through the process of creating jokes, and he'll probably try some on you, and you be like, nah, that that one ain't it, like. <laughs> and then he gets back to writing. Now he's now he's getting some good material, and then you see the ending process. See him on stage rocking out and doing yeah. his thing. That's art. Yeah, same right. same thing with us. Nobody's seeing the the questions you're writing behind the scenes. Nobody's seeing the process that you're going through behind the scenes. But you know they're gonna see the final product of a great 
podcast between you and I and your future guests. So we're, we're artists and everybody listen to this. If you're starting something from nothing and you're creating something of value, you're creating something that can impact the world, you're an artist. All right. Well, we'll take that. Thank you, Hassan. Yeah. I mean, you're in year three of your podcast. I'm like barely episode three. For folks who are listening, Hassan was one of the orientation speakers at FinCon. And this podcast has become a FinCon stan account because I'm applying (laughs) everything I've learned at FinCon into this personal finance journey that I'm on because Mm -hmm. 15 years in the public sector and media, like I need to figure out my personal finances because now I have a two-year-old in play. And so it's really special and I'm so thankful for your encouragement and support and even that groundwork at orientation at FinCon. I went into that conference by myself, not as a content creator. It was more, I'm on a community pass. I'm here to learn on a personal level. But the way you and Brittany just kind of amped up the crowd and made it very clear that, no, you are here for business. You are here to make connections we were in that room and, and there are several of us in the room that ended up like becoming friends. This is a space where we can sort of speak our goals mm. out loud. And through the four days that we were there, I sort of found my money people. Right. And Come on I mean, now. You, those like-minded you, individuals. And that's, right? and if you remember, that's what I was harping on. Like this is a place where it's a safe space and you're going to be able to meet and interact and engage with like-minded individuals and what i said was i said nobody came here and paid their money to have a bad time yeah you know what i mean nobody came here to have an attitude to be negative everybody came here to build co um co-elevate like i like to say collaborate so th- i think that was my biggest takeaway from the first year my first year in 2021 and then when they asked me to come back to speak in 2022 at just this past fincon that's why I was able to like really tell y'all like, hey, I left FinCon last year with, like you said, friends, mentors, business partners, you know, different collaborations. So I think it was huge. Like, what would you say is your, was your biggest takeaway from FinCon? Applying the idea of compound interest to- In everything, yeah. In everything, to yeah. everything. Right? <laughs> I know it. I'm like, whoa, okay, so- you know, because I sometimes can be a perfectionist and have I've been sitting on this podcast idea for a year, but mm-hmm. didn't have any kind of structure to really think about starting a podcast. And yeah. over the past three years, I've been on this personal finance kick, just really trying to fix my finances, get out of debt, all of that. And sure. FinCon, I heard about it through Paychecks and Balances, like Rich Jones's like old podcast. Yeah, and that man a track star now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shout out Rich. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw him there, and I'm like, I, you are the person I will fangirl over. I'm sorry, but yeah. you're the reason why I'm here. <laughs> That's and I've been to many a conference in my career, but FinCon was the first time where people were genuinely so open in yeah. sharing information. The generosity in information was something that like really took me aback. Because I'm at tech conferences and political conferences, so it's not the same vibe. I could could, could only imagine. (laughs) I could only imagine. I actually wanted to jump into a shared disappointment that we have. I, too, share that disappointment in 2020 graduations, like you. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was tough. 
it was tough, you know, going to school and, you know, working that hard. And then for our four years, just to end with a virtual graduation. I know. Like, I didn't even go. I didn't even watch the virtual graduation. Like, my mom called me because, you know, she got some some of my football friends there on Facebook as well with the Facebook moms. You know how that goes. So, so my mom was like, uh, did, why did you tell me graduation was today? I was like, I didn't know. Oh, I no. didn't know because at that time, I was already in entrepreneur mode. We got kicked out of school because of COVID in March, if you remember, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So everybody had to go home. So it was so hard for me to finish my last semester there or those last, you know what, like month and a half there yep. because I'm in, I'm at home. I already have the idea for FY Fly. I've just pitched to the dean of my college about FY Fly and he introduced me to his app, app development team. That's how I got the development team for the app was through the school and their connections to their app development team. So when COVID came, it kind of shut off communication between myself and the app development team. Yeah. So that's where I was like, I'm not going to wait and allow somebody else to dictate how and when I promote financial literacy. So that's when my co-host and I, which is my best friend from college, he's a year, a class under me. So I was the founder of the American Marketing Association on our school. And then when I left my senior year, I made him the VP. So when next year he became the president of the American Market Association. And I'm sorry, that was just a, a big thing that we did. I, I'm so happy that we did that. But uh, he became my co-host while he was still a senior at college, at my college in Tennessee. So we started it, like I said, August 28th of 2020 and just been rocking out ever since. There's a lesson that I put in my book and it's, it's it goes like, turn anger into action. Mm. Turn those negative feelings, those negative thoughts into positive action, because that's the only way something's going to change for you. Of course, accept that initial feeling. Don't try to be macho man or macho woman all the time. You know, accept those feelings. But there's a certain point where you got to be like, okay, now, now, now it's time to get active. And I know you know, because that's what we were talking about before, just how I love how you've taken this information that you've learned what three weeks ago and you're implementing it immediately yes you know what i'm saying so big shout out to you big shout out to you no oh, thank you that means a lot thank you <laughs> i know you're huge on sports football i grew up in a basketball household just, okay i have two brothers we're a filipino family and we are knicks fans okay knicks fans but i mm. am now married to a lakers fan so now i'm a lakers fan because i apparently <laughs> have no loyalty <laughs> I was about to say, they're probably like, traitor. We're really big in like Mamba mentality here at home. And I think I've applied that to everything I do, whether it's my regular job, being a mom, the consistency that it takes Mm -hmm. to support a family because I'm the breadwinner of the family. I have a two-year-old and a dog (laughs) and a husband, and I'm the one who handles the finances. I'm Mm -hmm. the one who manages all the things. And I think when it comes to personal finance and consistency, it, like how do you think about that and approach that and how you apply that to how you think about your personal finance? Definitely, you know, definitely. That's actually, that's a great <laughs> question. That's a great question. 
And I think it's something that Kobe preached about the 10,000 hours, you know, putting in your 10,000 hours of work. And whenever you think about it, you know, we have to treat our money just like we treat, you know, social media. We wake up and, you know, immediately get on social media, check Twitter, check TikTok, check Instagram. But we also need to be checking our bank accounts and mm-hmm. see if, you know, a subscription happened to pull out $40 from us. And we was, you know, we only got $60 in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, being aware is one of the biggest things that I can take from that 10,000 hours of consistency, relating it to finances, being aware of your finances. That's going to be the number one fundamental key for anybody listening. Let's just understand what's coming into our bank accounts and what's going out. Let's be aware of that because whatever you track, it grows. So if we're not tracking our expenses, if we're not checking our bank accounts daily or at least two to three times a week, just to see if everything's looking good. Because last time I had 1500 and now I got, you know, a thousand. What happened? You know, what, what bill, what bill got taken out? Or, you know what I mean? So just being aware of your finances is something that I want everybody listening to really start implementing into their life. Just being aware. Okay. That is a helpful tip that folks can absolutely apply. For sure. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's key because when you think about it, we spend so much time on our relationships but relationships cost money. Mm -hmm. We spend so much time on our nine to five job, but it costs money to drive there or it costs money or even that job we're getting paid. So everything we're doing revolves around money. So at least let's start to become more aware of where our expenses are going, where our income is coming in and how we're actually using it and being intentional about how we're using our money. Yeah. How has being an entrepreneur changed your thinking about personal finance? It's really shown me that everyone is a CEO. Mm. Everyone has to run and manage and hire and fire accordingly to their lives. We have to get rid of negative people. We have to get rid of people that aren't adding to us because if you're not adding, then you're most likely subtracting. So we have to get rid of those people that are draining us mentally, physically, and fiscally. We have Mm. to get rid of those people. For me personally, FY Fly is my baby. You know what I mean? So That's why I always shout out the entrepreneurs with children because I'm like, I feel like I got a child. So for the for the entrepreneurs that have children, big shout out to y'all because y'all have y'all child, you know, your, your real your real kid, and then you have a business that you have to grow. And you know why I say that because it requires the same amount of time. If you want it to grow consistently, it requires the same amount of time, consistency, the energy, the money. It's a lot of similarities between, you know, a baby and a business. <laughs> Believe it or not. The business isn't going to yell at you. <laughs> Hey, Billis ain't gonna bully you like the little toddler. <laughs> Can you share your favorite story in seizing an opportunity? This is one that you can now relate to. Um, maximizing my opportunity at FinCon the first yeah. year that I went. Uh, so my first year was 2021, and that's actually where I met Brittany. 
everybody thought we were business partners for five years, but we literally met the first day at FinCon. And I mean, literally just making play after play. I will say this, a man and a woman in business are undefeated. Undefeated. Because what I realize is a woman makes women comfortable and a woman makes a man comfortable. <laughs> oh God. I mean, it's true. You're not it's, right. You're not wrong. It, it's, it's true what I realize. I mean, because if I would have went up to all these people by myself, there could have been feelings and not even not even at fin, FinCon because, you know, FinCon is such a great place. But I didn't know that at the time. That was my yeah. first year going. So me thinking if I'm going up to these these people by myself, it could be, you know, a hint of uh, jealousy from a man. It could be a hint of, oh, ego from a man like that's Those things are true. You know, we yeah. may not want to talk about it, but they're true. But having Brittany or having a woman with me, the ice was already broken, basically. You know what I mean? And now we we're just able to co-elevate, collaborate and just really vibe. Mm-hmm. Brittany and I, we were just going around making play after play. I talked to everyone. Um, and, and that's why I was telling people at the conference, you know, everybody is here for a reason. So you can literally go up to anyone and just ask, hey, what do you do? Like whenever you're you're out, out in public and you're at the mall or you're at one of these places and you see somebody that you want to talk to, you're going to have to find a way to break the little awkward ice in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But at FinCon, there is no icebreaker. There doesn't need to be because you're there for a reason. So you can literally go up to anybody and be like, what do you do? And they're going to tell you what they do because they want to know what you do. And then y'all figure out how to provide value to each other. And then now that's co-elevation. Yeah. So from, from maximizing the opportunity at the first FinCon, they asked us, Brittany and I, to come back and speak to the first time attendees at the FinCon from this year. So I think that's a perfect example of maximizing opportunities. And for everybody listening, don't just go for the people with 100,000 followers or, or, or a million you know, TikTok followers. Build with the people on the side of you that's horizontal to you, and then mm-hmm. y'all all rise together. I was interviewing a guest, uh, his name is Lawrence Kane, and he said, build with the builders. Yes, Build with the builders, and that's key. Yeah, have you heard the man in the arena quote? This is gonna man. get super political in a second. <laughs> let's rock, let's rock. But no, I, no, I haven't. So, in terms of build with the builders, again, my background is in local government, right? Yeah, so often people think about money in politics and just like the elected officials, but yeah. being in local government made me realize like I love to build with the builders, I love. Uh-huh being in the trenches with folks and actually like making it happen, which felt similar when I met all these folks at FinCon who were all first timers because we were all in that room. My favorite quote career wise is this quote from Theodore Roosevelt Mm -hmm. and it's the man in the arena quote, right? And so it goes, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, 
because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. So that quote has always, for the past 10 years, has been my quote that I you know, harp on and reach for when it's, it's like taking a risk. Similarly, mm. the way I'm thinking about this podcast is like, what's the worst that can happen? But flipping it on the head, what's yeah. the best that can happen? Come on now. Right. And that the way but the way that you explained it, the way that you analyzed that quote made me think of another quote that I actually live by. And Ooh. it is success is what you make it, take it how it comes. Mm-hmm. So I've used this quote by when me and my co-host got nominated for that award show, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely happy and I'm blessed. But imagine if we would have looked at it from the opposite end of, because of course we feel like we need to be at the BT Awards, we need to be at the Emmys, the Oscars, you know what I'm saying, all that. But imagine if that takes, you know, seven to 10 years to get to those big award shows. Are we going to be negative and not appreciative of the things that we're doing just because we haven't reached that that level yet? Mm-hmm. No. We're going to be, success is what you make it. Take it how it comes. Just two years ago, we were sitting in a dorm room together. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like success is what you make it. Take it how it comes. Two months ago, you didn't have episode three. You ain't had episode one. You know what I'm saying? So success is what you make it. Take it how it comes. It's something I want everybody to listen to. You know, where you are today is further than where you were yesterday or the day before that. So just keep that in mind when you're, when you're going through life, you know, keep moving forward, keep progressing. And those small incremental habits mm-hmm. will lead to big changes over time. And that's what I want people to really take away. Can you share your favorite resources to learn about the latest in finances? For sure. For sure. So for everybody listening, the FY Fly podcast is a great place to start as well. Because I, I, you, if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear me asking questions as, you know, being inquisitive and really wanting to know this information. So I learned so much from my guests. So that's a great place to start as well. Earn Your Leisure is a great, great podcast. They interview some great guests. Uh, Millionaire Mindsets, amazing podcast out of Dallas. Uh, Black Wealth Renaissance, great podcast. Let me think of some YouTubers that I like to watch. Um, did you meet New Money Nate at, no. at FinCon? No, I didn't get to meet him. His okay. content is amazing. New Money Nate, definitely shout out to him. I'm interviewing him next Friday. Uh, I'm like, bro, I've been watching your content for a minute, bro. You you go hard. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out New Money Nate. Um, the Personal Finance Podcast with Andrew. I ain't going to lie to you. My podcast is, is good, but his podcast is hard. Okay. Like, yeah, the personal finance podcast, Gary V. Uh, okay. Definitely tapping with Gary V. He's one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation. 
gives a lot of entrepreneurial marketing. He talks about NFTs and Web3. So that's definitely somebody that y'all can tap in with. Those would definitely be some great places to start and listen to a lot of different people and see what really picks up for you. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we have this season, we've had two or three episodes on credit, but they're all from different people, all different personalities. So you could hear something from one person and another person says the same thing and it clicks for you. So go around. There's a lot of different personal finance, you know, um, personal finance resources out here. Go around, research and find something that you can really implement, because I feel like if I'm listening to an educational uh, resource and I don't get actionable tips that I can actually take away and implement, I feel that it was worthless. Like motivation can only last so long. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're listening to these contents, Pick up something, pick up the little gems, little things that you can implement into your life and then implement them. <laughs> All the personal finance people that I've listened to, it's because of those little gems that we're here mm -hmm. today, right? And so that's, that's all good stuff. I want everyone to just be aware of your finances, especially with this recession that we're in right now. It's probably going to get worse. You know, a lot of CEOs, a lot of big, uh, companies are preparing to go into an even further or deeper recession. So if they're doing it, they probably have some heads up on what's finna go down. <laughs> so let's make sure that we're being aware of our finances and, and, and being conscious of what we're spending. Have a plan. You know, if you if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And that's that's a a, a big quote that I live by. And I have a plan for everything I do. Like I know a lot of some of the entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, you know, they say, you know, you don't need a plan. And, you know, that that's worked for them mm -hmm. and it may work for five percent of people. But I, I could almost guarantee you, 95 percent of us, including me, me we too. need some type of plan. We don't need to plan everything out, but we at least need a plan to start and then we can make adjustments from what we need to be. But we need to have some type of plan because what that plan gives you is confidence. You have confidence to know, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start right here. And if something bad happens, I'm going to jump over here. But if it goes good, then I'm going to just keep on going. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that plan is what kind of creates that confidence in you. So for everybody listening, if you have to plan for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, do that and then go execute that plan instead of just starting failing and then you know, being discouraged from that. So have a plan and then also eliminate distractions in your life. Please, please eliminate the distractions, the people, the places, the things that are not taking you to where you need to be. It's time for you to cut them off because I promise you after you do, you will feel lighter. You will feel more inspired to go get to your bag, to go get to your dreams, to go to your to your actions, to where you're supposed to be called to go to, to go make an impact or provide value. So eliminate distractions, have a plan and be aware. That's what I want to leave everybody with. And as far as where you guys can reach me, you can go to our website at FYIfly.com. And that's FYIfly. And what it stands for is for your information, 
financial literacy and investing. So it's a little word play on the word fly, you know, <laughs> so you can definitely check us out there. You can follow us on Instagram at FYI, F-L-I, F-Y fly. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at CEO, Sonny, C-E-O, S-A-N-N-I. We're also on TikTok. You know, if we got any TikTokers listening, uh, FYI underscore fly, F-L-I. And then I'm on LinkedIn as well. You got to keep it professional too. Come on now. So you can follow me at Hassan Thomas. Thank you so much, MJ, for allowing me to drop some gems on your platform. And I hope y'all were able to take away some uh, some gems, some things that you can actually implement in your life because that's that's huge. I mean, that's the biggest thing is implementation, you know, getting educated, but then actually implementing and applying what you just learned. You know what? Even when we stopped recording... Hassan gave me some pointers which I'm applying to podcast guests going forward. How special is it to have someone in your corner who's done the thing and can speak from experience? Okay, so I'm doing three things after this conversation with Hassan. One, keep going. A nod to the last lesson from Kobe Bryant. Be better than you were yesterday. Here we are, working on creating a helpful podcast while fixing my personal finance. Two, track my spending. If we don't know where our money is going, how are we supposed to make adjustments? Three, subscribe to more podcasts. Hassan mentioned FYI Fly, Earn Your Leisure, Millionaire Mindsets, Black Wealth Resources, New Money Nate, The Personal Finance Podcast with Andrew, and Gary V. Remember, you're going to hear what's helpful to you, and not every podcast will be your vibe, but they are valuable perspectives that may help in some way. What you all can do is download the FYI Fly app and listen to their award-winning podcast. I'll link all of Hassan's information in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to share it with a friend screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at MJ underscore OTSB at FYIFLI and at CEOSANNI. You can also rate this podcast and leave a review wherever you listened. I'd really appreciate it. As always, you're not alone in figuring out your personal finance. I'm MJ and we're getting off this struggle bus together. Until next time, 